Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Jim and Jim Show. I'm Jim here with my co-host, the one and only junkyard dog, Jim Dow. Jim, how's it going, man? Excellent, excellent. Right in the middle of uh, first round of the hockey playoffs. Uh, beautiful weather out here down at the Jersey Shore. Just dropped my oldest son off at Penn State for his freshman year, so life is good. Fantastic, man. I mean, beautiful day, I mean, especially to live down the shore. Holy crap, I'm jealous. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous here. Yeah, so I think last time we talked, uh, it was like right before everything was going to start. We were still a little bit unsure if things were going to happen. I think it was maybe a week or two before the playoffs started. Yeah, yeah. Round robin. But here we are right in the thick of things in the first round. A couple series have ended. I don't know. We could jump right into the ones that ha- uh, ended already in the in the East if you want. Have you been? I'm sure you've been... You've been following along. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's the only sport I watch. Yeah, me too, actually. As much as I, uh, you know, I like to keep up with the other ones, hockey's like the only one that I follow. Like, I'll watch yeah. I'll watch West Coast games. I'll watch, uh, you know, other Metro Division games. But I can't even watch, like, for example, the Sixers. I can't watch them. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, I'm a huge sports guy. I watch everything. But we'll get into that later on, you know, when we're talking some uh, what's going on in the world here. But, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, I just, it's hockey. It's in my blood, man. I, I, I owe everything, you know, I have pretty much to college hockey, the NHL, everything. So it's, it's been a blessing. You know, my both boys play. My wife's been a trooper my whole career. So, you know, it's a great time right now. And it's weird. We're August in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Are you enjoying them so far? It's actually, I'm, I, I'm enjoying them way more than I thought I would. And you know what? Only it's probably because there's no, you know, there's no fans, right? I'm glad they put those things down in, you know, uh, in the first section there and all that. Yeah. But they're basically just showing the game. But the guys are still intense, man. They're ready to go. You know what I mean? You see the passion, and I mean they're playing it because they basically love it. Even though this is all about them, you know, saving, you know, about half a billion dollars, the players and, and the owners. But still, they they love it. And the bottom line is, we're gonna have a Stanley Cup champion. You know, unless something drastic happens here in the world. that's a little you know uh uh precursor there but we're gonna have a stanley cup champion it's gonna be great i mean everybody out there wants to win the stanley cup bottom line and they're playing like it it's it's not like watered down or or anything you you, i forget that the fans aren't even there sometimes exactly you know it's it's like i said these guys are you see when they score they get so excited like they're still a little kid and that's what it's all about grown men playing a kid's game and getting paid a ton of money but they still love it you know that's and something that, I noticed that's as well. about it right now. Yeah, it's not. It actually made me like the sport even more, to be honest with you, and appreciate these guys even more, because even guys like Ovechkin, like when he scores a goal, he's still pumped. Oh you know, my god, he's he scored two the other night. I'm watching right now. I mean, he's like a little kid out there, man. He loves yeah. scoring goals. I mean, he lo- that's his job. And he scores goals. He knows he's a goal scorer. You know the old saying: "Do what you do." If you're a dancer, be a dancer. If you're a grinder, be a grinder. If you're, a, you know what I mean. That's fight, fight. If you're a scorer, score. And when he scores, man, he absolutely loves it. Yep. And on the flip That's side of that, what's that? That's a great thing to see. It, it really is, yeah. Because it, you know, you're. I think I'm going to appreciate it even more when the fans are back because you know that it's not fake. It's not for the fans. Like this is these guys in the moment doing what they love. Yep. Nothing about it is disingenuine at all. It's all real. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And there's going to be people out there, whoever wins the Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm not a real. Yes, it is. Yeah. Bottom line is, it, you know, it's just because your team didn't win it. If your team won it, you wouldn't be saying that. You know what I mean? Yep. The bottom line is, it is 
they, they did their little round robin there for the seating. They had the play in series, best of five, you know, and, uh, I mean, come on, how pissed off were the Rangers and all their fans? They didn't make the playoffs. Oh yeah. Uh, then a couple of days later, they get the first overall pick. How you about know, that? They're laughing. And that's, uh, you know, you always wonder, right? Especially being, you know, you know, the Flyers and Devils fans, Islanders fans. Always wondering. <laughs> I mean, you're right up there in the middle. Hey, of hey, you're talking like about conspiracy theories, right? Which we're going to talk <laughs> about here in a little bit. But you're talking about conspiracy theories. The Rangers winning the first overall pick. That's yep. pretty funny. Well, and what would be the conspiracy there? That I mean, it's right in the middle of uh, you know yeah. the biggest sports market in the in the United States, right? And yeah, they all say every sports pro sports league say they need L.A. and New York, Chicago teams to do well. <laughs> it works on the upswing too, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got a good young team, you know. Here's a, a quick scenario before we move on. Here, I, there's like uh, already trade uh, rumors coming up. If you were in New York, would you trade back for the three and the fifth pick for, with Ottawa? Have you seen anything about that? You know what? Nah, I didn't see much about that. Just one little thing, but they can they can get the third and fifth fifth pick. I mean, that's. I think the argument is because Lafreniere is a, a winger, and they kind of need center and defensive players. Well, the thing is this too: you're going to get two amazing players at three and five. Yeah. And, and you know, granted, if it was Crosby going number one overall, Malkin, Ovechkin, you know, McDavid, different story. You know, Lafreniere is really good. He's obviously a great player, um, but that's not a that wouldn't be a bad deal getting third and fifth pick. No, it's a pretty. I think it's a pretty loaded draft. I mean, as as loaded as as I can remember in recent years. So yeah, they're talking about that. It's it's a very deep draft. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, so I don't really want to go into depth uh, with each series, but has there been any surprises for you so far in some of these matchups? Um, you know what? I was surpri- not surprised that Colorado won, but wow, did they really come into their own in that series? Oh man, back, yesterday seven to one wins, like they put their stamp on that series. <laughs> you know, I thought when uh, you know Arizona got that one win, you know, okay, maybe this could go five, six games. You never know. But then all of a sudden, they just brought the Coyotes right back to reality. You know, well, and McKinnon and I mean yeah. Cadre, he's having an amazing series. You I know, love Codger, man. Those guys are incredible. The whole team. Yep. You know, that McCarr is is he's the best player in the playoffs right now. He's unbelievable. He's phenomenal. Every time he's on the ice, he makes something happen. I mean, if they stay healthy and don't get hurt, you know, I mean, they got a great chance here. Best player in the league. I'm going to put you on the spot. Nathan wow, McKinnon Nathan or Connor McDavid? I mean, right now, Nathan McKinnon. He's right. It's, I mean, flip a coin, basically. Yeah. You know, um, Flip a coin. I, I mean, McDavid's incredible. You can't stop. You can't stop McKinnon either. Yep. You know, but McKinnon obviously right now has a deeper, better team. Yep. You know, um, but that's just like flip a coin. I mean, yeah, it really is. Yeah. And McKinnon's been in the league longer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it takes time to look at Ovechkin. Twelve years he went right. Twelve was it? Twelve years yeah. when the Cup. Everybody thought, oh, he's not a winner. He's not this. He's not that. It takes a while. Steve Eiserman. You know, he, he was getting 140, 150, 160 points a year. You know, mm-hmm. and the team was coming in last place. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody thought, you know, uh, you know, he's never going to, he's never going to. Then he goes, he went three Stanley Cups, four Stanley Cups, yeah. crazy. You know? Yeah, I remember the one for sure. Oh, yeah. It just takes time. Yeah. It takes time and, and and it doesn't happen overnight, especially when, you know, those guys, you know, were, were I mean, Veshkin was first overall, McDavid's overall. It takes a while when you go in, you know, basically to the last place team in the league or one of the worst, play, worst teams in the league. For sure. You know? And then, uh, so, Let's talk about another team out West that a lot of people are picking for, 
you know, to go to the to potentially to the finals in, in Las Vegas. What do you think about that team? That you think they can give Colorado trouble? Oh, that's going to be a great series to watch. I mean, if it, you know, that's going to be awesome, right? Yeah, um, yeah hopefully it happens. Yeah, I, I'd love to see that. If, if they, if, I mean, both teams are pretty much play the same style. They're loaded from top to bottom. Um, I think that could come possibly come down to goaltending for both teams in that series because I think their forwards will wash each other out. You know, um, I mean, I, I'd love to see every. I think everybody's rooting for that series. That, that could be a Stanley Cup final in its own in its own right. You know, yeah, it really could. Yeah, yep. And you got Laner and Fleury in uh, in Vegas. Who's who's is it? Francis and uh, Grubauer in Colorado. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'd have to tip the scale to Vegas there. So, I mean, that could balance out pretty good with the uh, Colorado's offense and Vegas goaltending. Yeah. Uh, so let's kind of switch out east a little bit. Two of the series are already done. Uh, Boston advanced 4-1 to one over uh, Carolina, which I was hoping I was hoping that was going to be a better series. I think once Svechnikov got hurt, it was kind of— I was just going to say, that was a bad injury for them, man. Yeah, that was terrible. I mean, and then I love Carolina. It just doesn't stop, doesn't stop. But that was it right there. And I think one of the turning points is my Jersey boy, Connor Clifton. For some reason, he always seems to be the man out in Boston. Like last year, he was unbelievable in the players. They didn't play him in game seven. I was so pissed off. You know, I'm a Jersey guy, obviously. I follow all the Jersey kids in the league. Sure. And I was like, what the heck? You know, what was it? Moore came back from injury, hadn't played all playoffs. And he, they didn't play Clifton in game seven. He brings everything to the table. He could be your 6D. He could be your play with Chara like he's playing with now. You know what I mean? You could put him anywhere. But he came into that series and they won the last three games. And he was a beast. You know what I mean? Not just he had a goal and assist that one game, but he yeah. just he moves the puck. He he's, creates plays. He's good defensively. He has he hits. He's feisty. You know, he's smart. You know, he does a little bit of everything. So I don't see him coming out of the lineup anymore. But for some reason, he's been the odd man out there in Boston whenever, you know, that comes up. Where but, yeah, well, that series, like I said, Carolina, man, they just they just somehow ran out of gas. And it all started, like you said, with that Sestikoff uh, injury, you know. Yeah, you know, that kind of beast. In front there and just his knee twisted. That was tough to watch. Yeah, that was a shame. Yeah, it was pointing yeah. in the wrong direction. Yep, yep. And poor Justin Williams, he's, he might be done, you know, and he still looks great, man. He could probably still play another year. Yeah, he's been around. Did you play with Justin Williams? No, played just again. Yeah, never played with him. Just missed nope, him, I but think. He's, right? uh, he's in great shape, obviously, and he looked good. He looked yeah, he's good. been. Uh, Rittimore's got those guys going, you know, but they just ran out of gas, and Boston got hot. I mean, they were ice cold in the uh, play-in games. Yeah. They score. They couldn't do anything, but they somehow turned it on. You know, yeah, I was, and with Tuka Rask going back home, you know, Halak comes in and wins, what, three games in a right? Three out of four games. Yep. Let me ask you something. Uh, and I, I don't mean to uh, – actually, I'm not going to put you on the spot in a negative way, but if you're a player in that locker room, obviously Rask has to go home for personal issues. I think somebody in his family was was sick. What's the what's the mood like in the locker room? Do you kind of rally or, or, or what? You know what? It, yeah, you just – you forget about it right away. As fast as you can, you hope for the best. You know, if they know, I'm sure they know. I'm sure he told them what was going on. And who knows? That's between them. The public right. doesn't really know. Yeah. Um, and whatever it is, you know, he, uh, I mean, I texted Kevin Dean, their assistant coach. I'm best friends with him. And I texted him that day when I heard he hadn't heard anything about it. Wow. He was their assistant coach. So he, it all happened that day. And then it was huge news. So you got to hope everything's okay with his family back home. And, uh, 
you know, he just had a kid, I think, what, four months ago? Yeah. Something like that. So you never know what's going on in somebody's head. And, you know, if his heart's not in it, I mean, at least he said his heart wasn't in it, right? Yeah, he could be, he could be helping his, do yeah. his team a favor. Yeah, there's more important things in life than hockey. I mean, that's that's basically what he said. So there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Sure. Best, but as a player, you know what? You got Halak. You know what I mean? Maybe the best backup goalie in the league. Yeah, you know. And in this league, I mean, look, Wayne Gretzky got traded. And the Oilers still, Oilers still won two Stanley Cups. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, um, it's amazing how many good players there are out there. And Halak, he's an experienced veteran. You know, he came in and played great. He had that one mistake in that 2-1 game that, could have cost him, but he, you know, they, they're playing in front of him. That's for sure. And their big guns are on fire. Oh yeah. And I, I, I stop Pasternak, Marshawn, Bergeron. And when they're going, everybody else just goes, they got four lines. They got six D, you know, like I said, Clifton's, you know, in and out of the lineup, the other guys, they're deep. You know, you don't get to the finals or win a cup without being deep. And that's talking guys that can step right in without missing a beat. We'll have to do a, a Jersey Boys segment over here because you have all the Jersey players rounded up. We'll have to do a yeah. like a Jersey Boy update or something. Yeah, well, we just lost one, right? The Blue Jackets are out, so Robinson's done. Yeah, he uh, actually went they, to my uh, my high school, Goudreau yeah. as well. Yeah, went to the and, same high school as those guys. JVR's out. He was a Carolina, so we're down to three now. And JVR's been a healthy scratch, so we'll get into the Flyer stuff in a minute here. But uh, yeah, for sure, Johnny Hockey. So he's great to watch. Hey, this is kind of a little bit off topic here. But I, I posted something on Twitter. Uh, if if you saw it, you didn't comment because you probably thought, ah, this fucking guy. But oh, wow. I posted something that was kind of like tongue-in-cheek. Like, <laughs> so so <laughs> I don't know what kind of reaction I'm going to get from here. But into, is Wayne Gretzky the best player of all time? Or is he the best player of his time? Um. Um, probably all time. I mean, no one was even close to him. They did, they did stats on him, Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, what he did, his stats wise numbers don't even come close to all those guys. And the bottom line is, you know, uh, these guys, Crosby and all these guys, they're amazing. They're unbelievable. But Gretzky has to be the best of all time. Nobody was even close. What was some of those years that he had guys were 60 points behind him, the second place guy in the league. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you're going by stats alone, him and Bobby Orr, Bobby Orr's stats are sick, and hardly everybody anybody looks into his stats. His stats are unbelievable too. Yep. And Gordy well, Howe, tell you right there. It's funny. I was just talking to a guy today. You know, I have my little routine every live down at the shore here from four thirty to five thirty. Take a little bike ride down to a local bar that's outside now because of COVID. Uh, and it was beautiful. And I was talking to a guy today about that. He had met Wayne Gretzky. You know, during the '95 playoffs. You know, we were at that Cup run. And he, we got talking about the best players. I said, Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr, and Gordie Howe. And Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky will tell you it was Bobby Orr was the best player ever. Wow. And my boys are defensemen. My boys, you know, uh, both of my boys are D-men, and I have them YouTube Bobby Orr all the time, man. He was so know. far ahead of everybody back then. I don't know if you ever YouTube his highlights. He skated like guys skate now. He, he was so much better than everybody else. And he controlled the game as a defenseman. Led the league in scoring. See, that was kind of, this was kind of my argument here. Like if you put Wayne Gretzky in the game today, and this is like no disrespect because I, you know, I'm just for an argument's sake. If you put him in the game today, would he put up the same amount of points as he did back then? Well, no, I don't think anybody would, but you know what? You put these guys in the game back then. I mean, you couldn't go two steps without getting hacked. If you had a half a step on a D, you were getting two handed in the wrist and it wasn't a penalty. 
Yeah, I was getting you a lot of I mean? that argument too. Yep. Oh yeah, and but again, they're all just as good as each other in different ways. But stats-wise, again, you have to compare what he had and how many guys the closest they were behind him. The leading scorer in the league this year, everyone's so it's close. Nobody was close to Gretzky. That's one thing you have to take into account. That's true. You know, but um, yeah, there's just so many good players. There's always been. Yeah, I was I was kind of doing a tongue in cheek. It was like a slow day. There was no hockey yet. So I'm like, yeah, let me ruffle some feathers here. Trying to throw some shit up, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I stirred up some shit. All right. So uh, yeah. So let's uh, start breezing through some of these here. So the Bruins advanced. The other series that advanced, I think, was the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Blue Jackets, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jackets wound up coming back and beating the Maple Leafs. That was a hell of a little of a qualifier series there. Uh, I was hoping that the Blue Jackets would take out the Lightning for the Flyers' yeah. sake. Didn't happen that way. Yeah, the Blue Jackets, man, they just had a great run there. Yeah. And they're a big, strong team that doesn't quit. They were obviously playing for Tortorella, you know, and you know how that you know how that can go. You know, you can get on your nerves, but you're either playing for the guy or you're not. They were playing for him. And to have that 4-2 lead in game six, right? Yep. Game six with eight minutes left. I know. You know what? Their big dog, Kucherov, who they were all over that game, ended up with three assists on the last three goals. I love that guy, man. Is he a top five player in the league? Oh, yeah. The third and fourth goals and assists, and then the game winner had an assist. point. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And they were going at him, there, you know what I mean, getting in his face yeah. the whole time. And he just kept plugging away, kept plugging away. Made that great pass, uh, an underrated pass to uh, Shattenkirk coming in late. And Shattenkirk, unbelievable shot. And then makes the play at the end of the game there to tie it up. Throws in a front off. So what's his name? Sorelli or Sorelli's stick? Um, yeah, Sorelli. Yeah, yeah. And then overtime. I felt bad for the Blue Jackets because so did I. You know when when it's like the 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 five overtime game when the point scored like that was basically nobody's fault, right? Yeah. You know, just a hockey play came out, bouncing puck. He turned around, shot it, goal. This overtime, yeah, I felt bad for those two D. You know. Yeah. He off to the boards, hits his skate, goes right to Kucherov, makes a perfect pass to point. D called it. I mean, the two best players on the other team. Yeah. nine. You know, and that's that's the only thing that scares me about the Flyers is that what their top five goal scorers have no goals in the playoffs yet. Well, let's get oh, into that a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Too, right? Yeah. Um, and now they stirred a bunch of shit up, you know, with the Canadians. You know, they gave them something to play for, especially with the cross check from this skin into Gallagher's face, broke his jaw. So you know, you could that's something you could rally around and come back, and, and and they can end up beating them. I hope they don't. You know, um, even though I'm a Canadians fan as well, I love playing there too. <laughs> I, I always said if I had a second favorite team, it would be them. I don't, but if I did, it would yeah. be. The oh God! But yeah, they're uh, um, it's amazing what they're doing, man. When when they're on, they're when they're on. It, I've been I said all along. My last season was 0708. Remember, we went to the conference finals. We had great team defense. That's what they're doing again right now. They got great team defense. They can get these guys to get on the board now. I mean, holy cow, because you got the goalie who's playing great. You know, and I thought on that first goal yesterday, did you see it was like a dump in and it came off the boards and he could have sort of poked it to the corner. Yeah. But I guess it happened so fast. You know what I mean? It's like believe me. It's easy watching being a freaking, especially a Monday morning quarterback. But I thought you see, remember it was a shorthanded goal. The guy from uh well, they dumped it in right by the goal, and then it came off the boards, came out. I thought he could have just deflected it back into the corner when it came off the dasher board from the back. 
Yeah, but it came right out. And, uh, yeah, it came out as sort of a little bit of a weak goal, but he's been playing unbelievable. Yeah, there were some people saying that Carter Hart didn't look that great yesterday. Did yeah, that's get a chance. Is. Like, like he, that's what I mean. That first goal, you know, he, you know, but hey, you know, he had two shutouts in a row, and he's been playing amazing. So you can't blame him. Yeah, he's the guy. So a lot of people were questioning around here: should Brian Elliott start yesterday or whatnot? And I think he had to go hard. You had, you got to live and die with him. He's your number one he guy. Out in a row. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're going to not start him. Shut up in a row, you got a chance to close it out. He's yeah. young. Give me a break. Back to back. you kidding me? And it's, it's, it's experience, old. too. Is it 21, 22? Yeah. Come on. Is, is getting experience in a game like that, is that a real thing, or is it kind of just like fan speak? Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely. That, 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 that's, the hardest game to win is the fourth game, no matter what. I mean, this next game with them tomorrow is going to be, it's going to be even tougher than last game. Could it yeah. potentially help them out? For the next game, like maybe he had some nerves or whatever. The yeah, hell it was. definitely, definitely. Yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah, but you mentioned it get really interesting if the Flyers lose Game Six. Yes. So I, I said it yesterday with the Canadians because they're going to have to play a different style of hockey. I think we saw it a little bit yesterday because they've been. Yeah. The series has been slop up until I think last night. It was a little bit more wide open, yeah. and they're going to have to play it that way because it's do or die for them. They got nothing to lose. Uh, I think it's important for the Flyers to get up a goal first, at least a goal. So Carey Hart, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Carey Carey Price. Carey Price, man, he's just, he was rock solid yesterday. He was ready to go. You could tell. You could see the way his mannerisms were, the way he was handling the puck. He was ready to go. So they got to get to him early, you know? Yep, for sure. Yeah, because I think once Montreal gets a lead, they could play a different style, and it's going to be a little tougher. Yep. Yeah, I think if they do get a lead, and who knows what Gallagher, I mean, he's, He's a tough kid, man. He broke his jaw, but I think he'll be, he'll be playing. He's not sitting this one out. He was an animal last night, screaming on the bench with all the blood in his mouth. I, uh, I can't believe Great his jaw is actually broken. Go hole by Gallagher goes to the net, standing in front, whacks it out of the air. Like, that yeah, guy's top. He's like a little energizer bunny. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. I'd love him for Flyers, man. man. And like, apparently, his father's a strength coach out in the Western, out okay. in Canada. So you could tell he's in amazing shape. I mean, he was challenging guys last night. He was, you know, and it's funny because I think it was game that was game five, right? Yeah, game five. I think yep. it was game four. It seemed like that wasn't a playoff type game. It was like sort of boring. There was no hitting, no chirping, yeah. nothing. Yep. And it was like, is this is this the really is this really the playoffs? So maybe now now it's a series, you know. I hope uh, the whole series for me has kind of been like that, and I also kind of just expect the Flyers to win. So I haven't really yeah. been as excited for this one. Like, no, as a true fan. Yeah. See, see I'm caught in the middle. I love the Flyers, <laughs> but I love the Canadians too. That's oh, a, yeah. So it's, yeah a, I know, it's a running joke with my buddies. It's impossible for me to lose. I don't think I'll ever lose in the NHL. I played for 10 <laughs> There's no way all 10 of my teams are losing at the same point. You win the cup every year, yeah. <laughs> That's too good. So yeah. for me, I think the Canadians pose a tough matchup for the Flyers because the Flyers are a, a puck possession team. They like to get in on the four check. They kind of play defense while they're playing offense. Yeah. And like the Canadians don't let you do that. Price comes out to play the puck whenever he wants. If you want to get in on the four check, you got to deal with Shea Weber and uh, Ben Sherratt. Flyers haven't been able to play their game, and Montreal should get a lot of credit for that. Yeah, and they're a feisty little team. You know what I mean? They're a feisty team there. They uh, when, when they're disciplined, I mean, they don't have much offensive punch, so they have to play that way. Yep. You know, there's really no leeway. If they get down by a couple goals, they're screwed, you yep. know. Um, so that's why it's huge. That first goal next game is going to be huge for both sides, you know. Yep. 
So Flyers are going to most likely be without Matt Niskanen tomorrow night. I don't think they announced an actual. No, I've been looking all day. He's having a hearing, but I can't see them now that Gallagher's jaw is broke. You know, even though they're going to get some that type of player, right? But still. So, you know. What's your opinion on the play? Because in in real time, fast time, it's like, oh, shit, bang, bang, play. Obviously didn't mean to hit him in the face, but he did. Straw's broken. The slow-mo replay that the the Montreal Canadiens released, it's like, holy shit, that doesn't look good. No. And you know what? That's Gallagher's job, man. Scores goals. He's a pain in the ass to play against. He's a gamer, and he pisses you off. Yeah. (laughs) That's what he did, you know? Because Niskanen usually doesn't lose his cool like that. He's a calm, cool, collective guy that's, you know, pushes the play offensively and he's steady on, on the back end. The Flyers are supposed to have a guy like like Gallagher, and he hasn't really shown up this series in, in Travis Konechny. Yeah, he's been sort of quiet, you know, um, and I love the way he plays. He, you're, You know, you're right. You can compare him to Gallagher, man. He's feisty, gets in your face. You know, first couple shifts, he's got to go out there, get that fucking deep, run a few guys over, get to the net, get a few shots, you know, because I really, you know, I love watching him. He's really come into his own, you know, the last year or two. Yeah, he had a hell of a season. So it's, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not ready to say disappointing yet, but it's like, you know, you're five, six games into a playoff series and he has yet the pot of goal. So kind of counting on him for that. Yeah, there's a, quite a few guys, right? The top five scorers. Yeah, people are starting to look at Giroux again. You know, people were kind of jumping off his back towards the end of the year because he was getting his stuff together. But, uh, you know, once again, he had two assists last night. But he hasn't really shown up on the the score sheet that often. Nate Thompson has a, a goal, one more goal than Claude Giroux. <laughs> you know, because everyone's. I'm going to ask you about this too because I don't know what it is today. I don't know if Flyer fans are like getting soft or what. But you know, ten years ago or twenty years ago, whenever, everyone's behind a guy like Nate Thompson, right? Like I I love this guy because he yeah. goes out and plays his ass off every shift, right? Yep. He, he can almost do no wrong in my eyes. Even last night when he made the turnover, led directly to a goal. I'm like, eh, fucking shit happens. What are you going to do? It's a hockey play. You know what I mean? It could happen to anybody. But now you have these, I don't know, I don't even want to call them analytic fans or whatnot, or these guys that everybody knows more than the coach. They're like, you need to get Nate Thompson out. Why is he playing so much? Blah, blah, blah. What? Any thoughts there? Like, what, what do you think about Nate? Because he's getting, at one point he had more minutes than Claude Giroux, I think, after two periods. I like Nate Thompson. I like his game. I like this. I like the bottom six guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're doing their job. You know, their job is go out there, not get scored on. You know, I mean, every once in a while you're going to get scored, but not get scored on, chip in a little bit, and wear the other teams down. You know, that's um, it. And that's their job. And Nate Thompson, he's everybody loves him. He lo- I love the way he plays. You need guys like that on your team. The bottom line is, that's what I mean, every team in the league, you know, everybody's got a Nate Thompson. You know, he's a big, strong body. And to this day, even though hockey's changed, you know, uh, unbelievably from when I first came in, still, it's the team with the most men are going to win the Stanley Cup. 100%. And that's not going to change. There's, there's there's not much fighting anymore, any of that. But still, the team with the most – I think it was a quote from Brian Burke back in the day. He's like, the team with the most men wins the Stanley Cup. And that's never going to change, even though there's hardly any fighting. I mean, there's basically none anymore, all that. Um, but still, the guys that play the hardest, that are the toughest on loose pucks, that, you know, can grind it out and, and get the job done. That's it. Those are the teams that are going to win the Stanley Cup. And you have to have a ton of those guys, a little bit of everything. That's the truth, man. I, I 100% agree with that. That's a, that's a good quote right there. And then, you know, the Flyers got great coaching staff, man. You know, Vigneault's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. 
I don't know how much they take into analytics. I personally, you know, I guess if you can get an advantage somewhere and it could help, but you know, you still have to have a feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting because the first time all season yesterday was the first time I ever heard anybody in Philly question Elaine Vigneault. And it's kind of like, all right, guys, you're getting a little ridiculous. You're going to tell me, you know, more than the the coach. Like the guy's been to two Stanley cups. He's won, you know, uh, uh, a Jack Adams award. He's, you know, multiple presidents trophies. All, All of a sudden he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, come on. Yep. Two shows, two back-to-back shutouts, man. Not a not a bad word said about him. He was the right. king, king of Philly there for two days. <laughs> that's a, yeah, for real, man. Yeah, but so, you know that's the best part about the fans, man. Hey, yeah, it makes it fun. Yeah, throw their two cents in there. It's great. I'm a fan now, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah, you go back and forth with each other. Yeah. So uh, yeah, hopefully the Flyers can wrap up that series tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Good. good. And then the Blues Canucks go back in back out west now. That's, That's a hell of a series. And the Canucks have some confidence. They're fun they, to watch, man. They are fun to watch. They got some guys that are players, and they're giving the Blues all they can handle. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah I, I think that's going seven games because the Blues, I mean, they were the best team all season again. Yep. And they're, they're obviously uh, uh, got the experience from last year. And it, it'll be interesting to see if they come back with uh, Bennington in goal. That'll be interesting. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Allen didn't look that well last night. After they were up 3-1, they gave up three quick ones. And uh, yeah, I forget yeah. the final, maybe 4-3, three, 5-3. Three, three, but they yeah. didn't look that great last night. No, that that was, you know, they like you said, they were up and then they ended up losing 4-3. So mm. regulation. So I think they'll probably come back with Bennington. Yeah, I yeah. picked the Canucks in seven in that one. So I'll be all right with that. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can see that going seven games for sure. They're a fun team, man. And, you know, nobody wants to see the Blues go back-to-back. At least I don't. No, uh, I mean, you know, again, uh, could they? Yes. But, you know, it's going to be tough getting out of the West. And like you said, I think the Flyers can wrap it up. They got to get that first. Flyers get the first goal. I believe they're going to win tomorrow. That's what I think, too. And that's what I was hoping for. When they got scored on first, I'm like, okay, now it's going to be a frigging game. Yeah. Whereas if they would have scored first, because I don't think Montreal can contain – Philly's odd man. Like you saw a lot in uh, game four, I believe it was. The Flyers had like three or four odd man rushes in that first period. And that's what I kind of expected all yesterday to be. But Montreal got the first one. So different different games. They need their top five guys, man. They got zero goals in the playoffs. Was it Hayes? Yeah. Hayes, Drew. Drew. Uh, Who's the other one? Voracek. Is it Voracek who has no goals? Warcheck got a couple last night. Yeah, he, he actually looked like the yes. only guy that showed oh, up. Yes, yes, yes. He had a couple uh, nice passes from Drew. Um, but yeah, they need those guys. And, and you know what? It was a huge save on Hayes when he had that breakaway. I think it was a one, it was only one nothing, right? Uh, I believe so. He had a couple last yeah. night. Yeah, and, and he had a, that was a huge save on uh, the breakaway they had. Yeah, but they just got to keep going. You know what I mean? It could all turn around in two seconds. But if their big dogs don't come to play, it's probably going seven games. Here's a question for you. So in the beginning of the series, and you know, you can obviously give me your perspective here. Uh, it looked to me as a fan, you know, the Flyers obviously changed up their strategy for Carey Price, it seemed to me. Uh, and then at other times, it looked like they had no idea how to score on Carey Price. Like you could visibly see that they were thinking too much instead of just shooting the puck. As a player, do certain goalies kind of do that to you? You know what? He's a guy. He's a goalie that can win a series for you. He's so calm and cool back there. He doesn't get rattled. You know, even when 
you know, goals are scored on him. He doesn't look around and blame anybody. And he's a big presence and he can control the game by himself. Like you said before, earlier in the podcast here, he can control the puck too, man. If you don't have good dump-ins, Carey Price is going to stop them all and start the breakout. Yep. You know? And then you go back in your own end. Uh, they just got to just hit the net. That's all. Don't worry about picking corners. Hit the net, drive the net, get in front of them. You got to get in front of a guy like that. I mean, all these goalies now, they're so good. You got to get in front of them. Chances are you're not beating them if nobody's in front of them. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, a Jersey boy, JVR, kind of a, a guy that I've been advocating for. And, you know, it's kind of weird because all year long I really haven't been advocating for him. But, you know, come this series, I'm like, you know what the Flyers could really use? A big body to anchor down in the crease, you know. Yeah. Uh, and for the Flyers, that's JVR. They don't really have another guy who can score in the crease like JVR can. And uh, he's on the bench. He's not playing. Yeah, man, I love He's got great hands, man. Great hand-eye coordination. He, he made, he's made a living, you know, five feet from the net. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it, like, you know, back in the day, Tim Kerr, man. Guy scored all his goals within 10 feet of the net. JVR, he never takes a slap shot. Just a smart player. Get him on the first power play. Get him out there in front of the net. Get a guy like him confident. He scores in bunches, meaning not just goals, but goals and assists. If you look at his whole career. You know, most guys do, but he really does score in bunches. He'll go two, three, four games with nothing. And then he'll go, you know, four games with 10 points, you know, three goals, seven assists or whatever it is. Um, But, you know, I think he'll be back in. There's no way you can't put him back in unless there's something going on there that we don't know about. But I don't think so. Like kind of like a coach type thing? or Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like him, you know, but I don't see that happening. Oh, what the hell? He got four years left on his contract? Five? Yeah, like three or four, yeah. Everyone's talking about maybe he'd be around for the expansion draft, but <laughs> which is a shame because I, I think he's a useful player and I yeah. he's a he's a very good player, but he's a like a very good like kind of complimentary player, I believe. Yeah. And the Flyers don't really have I mean Claude Giroux comes to mind, but he's playing on the wing and you know, he's kind of getting up there a little bit. Maybe it, it looks like and I even feel like a dick saying this, but it looks like he kind of lost a little bit of a step. You know, he didn't really, he wasn't really being, he wasn't Claude Giroux this year until maybe the last month or so of the season. Yeah. And then unfortunately it stopped. So now he's got to get started back again. And he just looks like he did in the beginning of the season, you know? So I've been kind of advocating, throw JVR out there with Giroux. Like you can't be any worse off than you are now. You haven't scored over three goals in a game the whole series. Yeah. Give it a shot. And you know what's crazy? You talk about my buddies back here. Like when you see a third line with JVR on your third line, mm-hmm. and wasn't Borchek on a third line? Yeah. When I mean, you get, I mean, it's an unbelievable third line. I mean, you're doing some damage in the playoffs. You're not losing in the first round. So I'll, I'm pretty sure JVR will be back in there. I'm kind of hoping so. Yeah. I mean, so what guys get on him about is, I think they expect more. Uh, JVR doesn't yeah. throw the body, or JVR is not. It doesn't look like he's working hard. And, you know, he's a big-bodied guy. He kind of takes that long stride. He looks kind of lazy. But, you know, the team needs goals, and you have one of your most proven goal scorers making $7 million a season yeah. in, the press, in the press box, you know? And I knew something was up. I was watching a game with my boys, and I'm like, where the hell's JVR? Yeah. I'm like, and then I look. I'm like, he only had like five minutes of ice time, yeah. five on five. I'm like, man, you know, I'm like, oh, boy, he's in the doghouse right now. So, anyway, yeah. one good game, one good shift, one good – freaking bounce off your rear end and you know could turn your whole game around your confidence unbelievable the sport of hockey i mean every sport it's just everything in life's about confidence so mm-hmm. hockey when you go out there work your butt off and get one off your ankle next thing you know you're flying around like you're wayne gretzky 
<laughs> maybe you know, that'll, maybe that that'll be so hard, man. I mean, you know, the, some of the best players in the world are sometimes some of the most insecure, man. You know what I mean? It's like you got to keep telling them, hey, Chloe, you're the best player on the team here. Don't worry about anything, you know? Just keep going. JVR, come on. You're one of our best players, you know? Interesting. And I think good things happen to good people, so um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I like that little segue that you just – just uh, put out there. So let's get into some of the other stuff we wanted to talk about here. So you mentioned you wanted to quote unquote, wake some people up in this one. So about, oh yeah, this, we talked about the other day off air about what's going on in the world, man. Like, yeah, it's insane. I've never been a, a political guy, you know, my whole life, you know, I'm the first New Jersey native to do what I did. Just play travel hockey, youth hockey, high school hockey, be drafted by the devil's winter cup. So I've been getting invited to all these Republican and Democrat things my entire life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've always been like, you know, not really in the politics. So I'd go to both, both these, you know, fundraising parties for both sides and all that. But now it's like about a year and a half ago, my wife's really been into this for about two years, just checking things out and looking at the world and seeing what's out there and what's going on. And, uh, it's pretty crazy times right now, you know, and if you just look at what's going on, most of this stuff does not make sense. I mean, it, it's, it's, and I tell people, just do your own research. I'm not some preacher here telling anybody what to think, you know, like I sent you a video, just, Hey, go check it out. And then just start, start digging, mm -hmm. start watching, you know? Um, Cause a lot of this stuff you could start. Well, I mean, where do you want to start? You know what I mean? Let's start with the whole, um, I don't know. You pick something what you want to start with and we'll go with it, you know? Well, all right. So let me think about this for a second here. So I was never into politics either. I was, I was always kind of, and I still in a way am anti like politics. I don't think any of these people are actually really good. They don't care about me or you, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, <laughs> what, what can they gain for themselves? But having said that, you know, uh, man. Yeah, you hit it on the nail right there. That's the one thing that we've been learning, my wife and I, is that most of these politicians don't give a shit about anybody. No. Themselves. Right. And that's what's really starting. To, we're, we're, we're waking up to that. Yep. You know? <laughs> it's like, I mean, do you know what a congressman or a congresswoman, what their salary is? A lot of people don't know. Right. Do you know what it is? No, I don't know. They make $175,000 a year. Wow. And if you serve one term, you have free health care for the rest of your life. Wow. And you know what? It's not Obamacare. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Health care in the world. They don't get what the rest of the schleps of the world get. Like, it's a joke. Like, that kind of stuff's not right. You know what I mean? And for, and for doing what? Like they're not they're not busting their asses. They're not doing anything no. crazy. Wait till you see this stuff. If everything that we've been researching and all that, and again, we're not saying Donald Trump's the end all be all saving the world. Right. You know, but there's a lot of fishy stuff going on out there. You, you know, know and like the guy or not, just do your research on him. The guy's not a politician. The guy's a businessman. And like him or not, the guy gets shit done. He gets stuff done. And his number one goal, his number one thing, if you look at any of the videos or anything from right before when he went in as president, his number one thing was human trafficking. And nobody in the mainstream media, including Fox News. They didn't mention it. 98% bullshit. You know, all the other ones are total bullshit. And even Fox News now is, is getting up there. And it's total bullshit. Not one of them. None of them talk about it. 
Yeah, stuff. now they're, they're all afraid now, man. Oh, for sure. The you watch the uh, what was that documentary? Uh, that the first one that we were talking about there, out the of uh, Out of the Shadows, man. Out so of I, shadows. It just do, people out there, if you haven't seen it, go watch that. Just check it out. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, Liz Crokin was a legit writer. You know what I mean? A reporter. You know, and, and it's, it's it's just do your own research. That's what I tell people. Just hey, check this out. You don't have to believe it. Whatever. Just keep doing your own research. But do not, do not take anything on TV as as the holy grail. That's right. for sure. Because it's called TV programming for a reason. Let that yep. sink in. They've been programming us our whole lives. I've dude, I've been saying this for like a couple of years. So I'm gonna tell a little bit about myself real quick here. So I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease uh maybe three, almost four years ago now. And that completely changed my life, changed the way I thought, you know, I, I think I was 28, 29 at the time. I'm invincible. You know, nothing can hurt me. Nothing can stop me. Uh, I'll eat whatever I want. I'll drink whatever I want. And you know what I mean? And then one day my whole life changes, you know, and now all of a sudden I felt like, uh, you know, I'm the guy that needs the stupid expensive medicine that they want to keep me on for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Now I'm now yeah, the, I'm, bull, the bullshit big pharma medicine. Right, that's me. Now I'm a customer for life. That's how I looked at myself. So at first I I was really really angry, right? And then over the course of a year or two, I started doing all kinds of research on how to quote unquote fix myself because there's no cure. Uh, but I learned so much, and I went down all kinds of rabbit holes on on health and nutrition and food. And it's not just. You know, obviously the TV's programmed, we're controlled, they're try we're trying to be controlled and whatnot. Our food is controlled. Our food has all kinds of nasty shit in it that we don't need. And I'm going to say something a little bit nuts here, you know, because this is my own personal belief. I didn't read this or get this anywhere, but, you know, in order to sell the expensive drugs, you have to have a reason for people to need them, right? And so if you want to get a bunch of people using these drugs, you got to get them all sick with certain things. All of a sudden, there's this whole autoimmune thing going on where every other person you know has got some kind of an autoimmune disease. I don't, they're not labeling it a pandemic. I got no idea why because all these people are lifelong you know, uh, pharmaceutical customers now, and these aren't cheap drugs. So for me, I think that was kind of the start of my awakening where I kind of you know, started to become uh, hip to a lot of this mind control, and I'm really big into psychology and whatnot. Yep. So all this stuff makes sense to me. I used to read a lot of books on on how to control people, and just from just from my own knowledge, I used to read a lot of Machiavelli and whatnot. Uh, this is how you do it. Everything that you see on TV or everything that we see on TV is bullshit. We're seeing yeah. it for a reason. They want you to see it for a reason. It's not. You know, I, I don't want to call everything yeah. you see a lie, but there's a reason yeah, that it's it, on. Pretty much. It pretty much is. Yeah. So my wife and I, I'm 51. So I'll tell you a great story. My wife's a year younger than me. I was 50. So the easy part was getting to the NHL, right? People, what are you talking about? Listen, I said the easy part was getting there. I was the best as a kid in New Jersey in youth hockey. Best in high school. Got drafted. I was the best in college. I got signed pro. I was best in the minor leagues. I got my shot. I had signed two nice contracts. Won a Stanley Cup on top of the world. All of a sudden, at 27 years old, going on 28, I got sent back to the minors. And when you get sent back to the minors at 27, 28 years old, in Major League Baseball, NHL, you're not getting back to the Major Leagues, the NHL. You're done. NFL, NBA, there is no minor leagues. I'll never forget, my wife and I, we had no kids yet. We were married. We just got married. We were in Hamilton, Ontario, playing for the Oilers farm team. 
We had all these teams from Europe calling us. We could have went there and made great money. I said, listen, Lee, let's give it one more year. If we don't make it, we're only 28. We can go to Europe for, you know, five, 10 years, you know, and, and make great money. And, and uh, so my wife, I had hurt my neck that year too. So I'm up there in Canada, in Hamilton, Ontario, for the Oilers Farm Team. I had these doctors telling me in Canada, which the healthcare system there sucks. Don't let anybody tell you that socialized medicine is good because it's fucking bullshit and it's awful. And because no matter what, you can go to the hospital for the sniffles. Who cares? If you, if you need a real doctor, you got to pay extra anyway. So socialized medicine is bullshit. I had all these doctors up there telling me you'll probably never play hockey again. I'm like, what? You kidding me? So went to this doctor in Rochester, New York. We did some research, found a great doctor. He started laughing about that. You know, then my wife started, it was a month and a half into the season. I'm sitting there 28 years old, back in the minors, like a little depressed. If you want to call it that, whatever. I'm like, where the fuck am I? I was just on top of the world. You know, just want to stay in the cup, sign two nice contracts in the NHL. Now I'm back in the minors. My wife found this holistic doctor, Dr. James Diadamo, eat right for your blood type. He had I heard a, about this guy. Listen, he had an office in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And he also had one in Toronto, which was 45 minutes east of Hamilton. We, we called him up, made an appointment. I said, listen, Lee, I'll try anything. You know, I, I, I got to get back to the NHL. I'll try anything. Went to see him. They did the whole iridology. He was, he told us stuff. What was that? I'm 20, um, 28 years old, 22 years ago. He told us stuff 22 years ago that ex everything he told us was exactly true. And it's what's happening now. It's unbelievable. It's not healthcare. It's sick care in this country. Yep. They want you sick. Yes. It's a whole big scam. Why do you think if you just saw Trump first person in 55 years to lower uh, drug cost, you think big pharma, they're not coming after him to kill him? Bet your ass they are. He's the first it's, one in 55 years to lower drug costs. It's sad, man. It it's really, it really is sad. They need you and want you sick. Like you just said, the ingredients, there's, there's ingredients in this country that are banned around the world, yep. but we can go buy them in our grocery store. Yep. You, know, you know, and it, and it all makes sense. So what happened that year, I was playing at 190 to 192 pounds my whole career. I did a cold turkey a month and a half into that season. I went down to 182. I was quicker, stronger, faster. I cut out all the bullshit. Like right away, the guy gives you a list of stuff that does nothing, zero for you nutritionally. You know, and he's old school. He's like, no, you know, like, like this doesn't do anything for you. I don't care what anybody says. You know, people that say a glass of wine a day, all it's all bullshit. None of it's good for you. You know, yep. do I still have some drinks? Yes, but none of it's good for you. Right. You know, he gave us a whole list, chocolate, this, 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 and soda, all this does nothing for you. I went right, I was so strict. I, went, I got down to 182 within a month. I was 182 pounds. I was quicker, stronger, faster. I had a great year that year, finished it out. And in the off season, I didn't mess around. I got up at 5.30 every day, went to the gym from 6 to 7.30. And next thing you know, what do you know? I spent the next 12 straight years in the NHL without a day in the minors. Yeah, some of your best years right now. Yeah, I, I didn't put a bad thing in my body from 28 to 40. Wow. You know? That's incredible. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's all about that. And you going back to your Crohn's disease, you know, it's, we should talk off camera about this because I, I, I own a nutrition company. You know, oh, no shit. Yeah, one of our best friends has Crohn's disease, you know, and it's doing wonders for her. No way. Yeah, that's a tough disease right there, but it's all what you put in your body. Everything is. Yep. You know? And the TV, man, it's it's nothing but shit. Yep. You got to feed then, your yeah, body I, the right I, stuff. I, you got to feed your mind the right yeah. stuff. Yes. I, uh, you know, the whole nutrition thing, I've been paying attention since I was 28, 
but all this other stuff I've been sleeping my whole life and I just didn't know. Yeah. What I do is I tell people, and we'll get into a couple other things, like, you know, it, it's just like, you know, the defunding the police. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never been a big police guy in my life, but the bottom line is defund the police. Like, give me a break. Yeah, you and know, that's the thing. because they- Defund the police. Like, it's insane what's happening right now. None of it makes sense. You know what I noticed with a lot of this stuff, Jim? And, you know, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but everything that kind of pops up, they're forcing you to choose a side. Do you notice that? It, you either got to be, I'm sorry, you got to be on this side or you got to be on this side. And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought the whole thing was for us to be equal. We're all supposed to be the same. All of a sudden, I, I got to be against police or I got to be against Black Lives Matter. Well, I can like police. I never had a problem with police. I was never... I was also never like crazy for police. You know, I get a speeding ticket. I'm like, what the fuck's your problem, man? I'm only going five minutes. You know what I mean? So I was never the biggest fan of police. Exactly. Me either. You know, and, and again, because because of who I am in New Jersey and who I've got to meet, I know the president of the Troopers Association. I know tons of policemen, troopers and all that. Do I fucking hang out with them? No. But you know what? For the most part, and listen, I'm a, I'm a believer And listen, for the most part, a lot of cops are on power trips, right? Yeah. But all this bullshit about Black Lives Matter and defunding the police, the stats, they don't support it. They don't support it. They and don't support here, it at all. It's all what I think a lot of people get confused about. I just want to, you know, clear something up real quick because there's an organization, Black Lives Matter, who is associated with Antifa, you know, and this is, I think, the fucked up part because obviously we want equality for everyone. We're not saying that at all. Like everyone should be uh, treated equally. Everyone's created equally. You know, color of skin shouldn't matter. There's an organization, uh, a socialist organization that's kind of hijacked this whole thing. Or, or you know, maybe they used, uh, I don't even know if I want to say this, but, you know, like, like, fuck it. Like it's our show. Like if, if you guys want to listen, thank you. If you don't, understandable. But uh, black people are kind of getting the shit end of the stick with all this because they're being used. You know, and like they're, they're there's kind more of just, and more. There's more and more black conservatives coming out every week right now saying it's all bullshit. Yes, it is all bullshit. It like, is. What does it even mean? Like, what are you talking about? Black Lives Matter. Did of you see? They girl, do. Did you see the girl, Sakoria Turner? She was killed by a Black Lives Matter protester in Atlanta. Fucking didn't hear one word about it. Yeah. One word about it. The whole freaking George Floyd thing, that was planned for two years, that whole rioting. I said the same thing, Jim. I said the same thing. It's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. I said the same thing. So I don't know if if you believe this kind of stuff because this is stuff – I mean maybe I spend too much time thinking about shit, but uh, this kind of stuff can be planned. Like it's almost like the George Floyd thing. I don't know like if that was set up specifically. Maybe it was, but – an organization can say, hey, the next time, you know, a black man is killed by the police, this is what's happening. We'll set up here, here, here. Because everything kind of popped up right away, you know, like all over the country. It wasn't just, of course, it wasn't just one city. No, so, and if you look at anything, here's what, here's, so here's what Trump did. We're sort of a little bit all over the place, but that's okay. <laughs> or so we can do what we want. Yeah. So what did Trump do with COVID hit, right? It hit this and that. Now he says, listen, we're going to open up the country. So what did he do? He said, okay, we're going to open up the country, but... Governors, you do what you want. Whereas every single protest and riot, every single one's in a democratic city. Yeah. Democratic city. I mean, and again, um, I've never been a huge political guy at all. I'm just re- looking at the facts. What right. does that tell you right there? 
I think looking at it unbiasedly, you can see the most clearest. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the approach that I took as well. You know, I mean, uh, my parents are Republican. I was, I was raised in a Republican house, but, uh, I've chosen not to vote. And I, I'm going to change that this year, 100% because I, I think that I have to, but I've never voted in my life because I, I figured, you know, why should I waste time voting for these scumbags? They don't give a fuck about me really. Yeah. Why am I going to waste five, five minutes of my life, you know, putting a vote for them right. now? So I've I've kind of looked at politics and I've tried to see the bad in both sides and the good in both sides. Yeah. And I'm seeing pretty clearly now, like if one side is bad, then there's a really, really like almost evil side, you know? Yeah. Right now it's good versus evil. And here's the thing, like just do your research, like take, take, if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican, forget that you're a Democrat, forget that you're a Republican right now. 100%. Just look at everything, what's going on. Have you heard, I haven't heard one Democratic leader condemn the violence, the arson, and the looting. Have you? Not no. one. Like, what's going on here? They, 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 they want it. Biden's even the presidential nominee, and he picked Kamala Harris. Oh, that's another thing, man. What a slap. And a police officer who put thousands and thousands of people in jail. Bottom line for smoking pot. And when asked about if she smoked pot, she laughed. Yeah. I mean, come on. I had a friend that, that was really big into the uh, the protests and whatnot. And, you know, she was out there, it seemed like, every single day. And she's showing her, like, her, her battle scars and this and that. And, you know, police are scum. And when Kamala Harris got selected as the vice president, I couldn't help but reach out and say, do you feel like you just got slapped in the face? What'd she you say? Know? She said, hundred percent, completely." Yeah. yeah. She said, "It's a, it's a goddamn shame that you know our, our choices are Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and and Donald Trump." And you know, and, and, this, and when you ask people, here's another thing: we just ask, "Why don't you like Trump? He's an asshole." No, no, no. Tell me why you don't like him. No, because he's an asshole. That's right. the reason. Why don't you like him? Because he gets shit done. And if you look at his record, what he's done, it's unbelievable. He just put aside $430 million for human trafficking. Not one word on any radio show or mainstream media show about it. You know what people say to that? Either either it's not true or, or the, the media is not reporting it because they don't, you know, they don't want you to hear it. Yeah, because they're in on it, man. It's insane. Just do uh, the, the research. That's the one thing, man. He has done so much for human trafficking from the day he stepped in office. You know, mm -hmm. unbelievable the, the the amount of arrests he made. And we should go over the next show we'll do. We should do, and we'll have all the stats on everything. Yeah. You know, but just I, I tell people, just do your own research. Forget that you're the Republican or Democrat right now. And we look at the 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 the. We want to see all the bad stuff on Trump too. My wife and I, and she's great at that. Yep. She's not trusting anybody. You know what I mean? Right. You know, someone asked us today. Somebody asked us today. Uh, 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 do we follow QAnon? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're like, you know what? Yes, we do. Are we 100% sold on them? No, but we're pretty much there. Yeah, that's the answer I give too. Because no, because you got because till stuff goes down, you don't know. Yep. You know what I mean? But everything we've been seeing and listening to about them, and another great guy to watch is the X22 report. He is awesome. He does two shows a day. It's it's on. You get him on YouTube, and you know what all the censorship going on right now. There's BitChute out there. So BitChute. Have you ever heard of BitChute? No. So YouTube is the most popular one, but they've been censoring everybody, the conservatives. You know, so they all have their backup channel is called BitChute, where they, they can't be taken down. But they go on YouTube because that's where ev everybody knows about YouTube right now. You know, um, 
Well, yeah, but it, it's just do your own research. You know, um, there's a great video out there, the one that I sent you on the Trump timeline. You know, you don't have to believe it, but just check it out. Watch it. The Great Awakening. Well, we want, we yeah, we watch stuff on both sides, both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's one of those because uh, we truly believe, my wife and I, that it's the crimes against humanity that's going to come out on all this is what's going to be a whole new world. I well, can't. I'm excited. That. It's been happening for centuries. Listen, one of my best friends is Theo Fleury. I play with him in Calgary. And everybody knows what he went through. He's huge on this stuff. You know what I mean? Huge on the elite pedophilia ring that's been going on for centuries around the world. The Jeffrey Epstein and Weinstein stuff, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But they're all connected. Wow. All connected. Just look up Hugh Hefner, the Playboy Mansion. There's tunnels underground that lead all throughout Hollywood. Underground. That's freaking insane, man. And that guy, I, I have great, I got great scoops on that guy. He had all these Playboy models want to sleep with him. He was into little kids. That's all going to come out soon. It's all coming out. It's insane, man. It really is. I, I want to bring this uh, quick point up real quick because, you know, watching this documentary, and if, if you're not a fan of, uh, well, I'm not even going to say that, but I'm like, I'm watching it and I'm I'm feeling hopeful. I'm like, oh my God, I hope, not that I hope that it's all true, but I, I believe that it's true. And if all the good stuff is going to happen, I, I really hope that it does, man, because I'm going to tell you something about myself. I'm not the, I'm not the biggest fan of humanity. I think humans, if, if given the opportunity to do something bad that no one would ever find out about, I think that they would do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, whereas if they had the chance to do good for less money, they would choose the bad, you know? Um, yeah, so the, for, the devil. Yeah. So not, so I'm just, I'm just hopeful, man. I'm just hopeful that, you know, hum, there are good humans with power out there, you know? Uh, I'll, I'll always be hopeful. I don't know about you, but, but I'm like, I'm a, I'm a religious guy. I believe in God. I, I pray and whatnot. So, you know, that, that's my hope there. But when it comes to humans, uh, I, I don't have the same hope. So this would be a big deal for me, you know? Yeah, and then, like you said in that 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 uh, uh, the documentary there, that's the, the Trump timeline. Like, listen, it, it's 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 good versus evil right now. And I've always been a glass half full guy. Yep. I've never been a glass half empty guy. I've always been a glass half full guy. It's seventy five and sunny in my world. You know what I mean? Yeah, will fall. You know, but you got to believe right now. It going on. It's good versus evil, and good will prevail. It has to. You know what I mean? And I tell people, listen, don't take my word for it. I'll send you some stuff. Do your own research. <laughs> I, I mean, we, there's so many things. We could do a million shows, which we're going to do, the Jim and Jim show, and yep. then we'll start categorizing it. Like, just talk about two things. Like, yeah. really dive into maybe Black Lives Matter and Antifa for 45 minutes. Really dive into the whole elite pedophile ring that's been going on for centuries all over the world. Yeah, we'll you get know, a little structure. Re yeah, really dive into these things, you know, with, with facts and stuff, and then just decide on your own. You don't have to agree with me. You know what I mean? But take the politics out of it. And I truly believe that everybody coming up very soon is going to have to pick a side. And it's not Republican or Democrat. Hell it's yeah. Good versus evil when people find out what's been really going on with this elite pedophile stuff all over the world for centuries. I mean, there's judges that are in on it. There's child protective services are in on it. I Sick. mean, Vatican, forget about that place. You know, it, it's 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 crazy. It's It's all over. It really is, man. 
I always thought, hey, if you want to follow a guy that's doing an amazing thing, he worked for the Department of Homeland Security, Tim Ballard, B-A-L-L-A-R-D. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter. He gave up his government pension and everything to start his his thing of of human trafficking. Wow. I just wrote his name down. I'll check that out. In the U.S. alone, 800,000 kids go missing alone a year in the U.S., that's God. Just last month in Arizona, it was between six and eight hundred kids went missing. Get this: the child sex slave trade. This is a fact. Is a thirty-nine billion dollar industry in the U.S. alone. Just let that sink in. Thirty-nine billion dollar industry in the U.S. alone. When's the last time you heard about a kid going missing or something like that in the news? Years, years. It's been. This is what's going to bring everybody down. That's what I truly believe. That's my wife and I truly believe. And come, you know, after this election, it's going to be a whole new world. But it's going to be good for the good people. But it's going to get real crazy, we believe, here in the next few months. Let me think about it. Let's talk about the NHL for a second. And we'll <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, let's wrap just up. Let this, just let this sink in. Yeah. So you, watch, you watch the NHL. You watch, they show the players walking in from the hotel to the rink, social distancing, which is bullshit, right? Right. That that was that was used for prisoners of war for mental torture, first of all. Right. So they're walking in, you know, one at a time. So, but then the next clip you see is them in the hallway. They're coming out for warm-ups, high-fiving, hugging each other, getting ready to go. Yeah. Out for warm-ups. Then they're on the bench in the national anthem right next to each other, sitting on the bench next to each other. Coaches don't have a mask on. Players don't have a mask on. Why the fuck do the trainers have a mask on? Can someone explain that to me? <laughs> I have no but idea. Like seriously, why are the guys that are sitting up in the crowd when there's no people there have a mask on? It's all for show. Like man. Seriously, there's some weird stuff going on, and and it's and it's and it's all bullshit. It's all I, bullshit. I tell people to ask why for everything, and because that's how my that's how my mind works. Like, why are they doing that? Why is this? Why? Why? And now you got people, they just have, they just had a huge protest. Thousands of people are protest, protesting outside right next to each other that they, you can't vote in person because it's unsafe. But they're outside protesting, thousands of them right next to each other. What the fuck are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. doesn't make any sense. That's and what I'm – Half a brain. It's like what are you talking about? You can't vote in person. If you can go to Home Depot, if you can go to Walmart, you can go to Target. It's social distance and wear a mask. It's safe. You should be able to go vote in person. Safe. Right. And then that's yeah, uh, pretty important. Well, now, if you think about this, it's just common sense. Forget that you're a Republican or Democrat. Why is it okay to go to Walmart, Target, Home Depot, but you can't go to your local hardware store, which now is going out of business, the little guy? This is yep. crazy political shit that's going on. I, and it's I not agree, going to be man. Anytime soon, it's going to be over after the election. I don't. I don't take anything at face value. There's always more than than meets the eye anymore. Like you don't even have an answer to that. What's the? It doesn't make sense. No. It does not make sense. No, the it doesn't. Rate is ninety nine point something percent. More people died from the flu than COVID. Doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Nope. You know, and we could talk again. So we should have some more. We our next show, we'll, we'll pick a topic. We'll go over stuff like maybe two, two to three topics at the most, and we'll just go straight down the line. Yeah, we're talking about just to get people thinking and nobody, nobody has to agree with me or you just get people thinking. And that's what creates change. That's you it, know? man. Critical. You know what's missing? Bullshit. What's going on out there right now. So you, you're telling me we haven't been able to eat inside in a New Jersey restaurant. They've been yeah. eating 
right, in Georgia since the beginning of it. Like it's just, you know, Sweden never shut down. There's no problems there. Sounds are still closed in New Jersey. The governor of South Dakota never shut down, didn't shut down any businesses, said, you do what you want. If you want it open, if you want to go to this, go ahead, do what you want. They've had no problems in South Dakota. That's and how it should be. Turned down the money from the government for, for uh, unemployment and stuff. They didn't need that. It's, it's for, so for me, it's like, you know, we live in a free country. If, if you want to put yourself at risk, that's on you. If you want to stay inside your house because you're afraid that you're going to get sick, stay in your house. You exactly. Know? Stay in. Don't go out. Yeah. Hey, and if you have, if you want to wear a mask, fine, wear a mask. We don't, don't. Yeah. Don't be pissed off me for not wearing a mask. You got your mask on. That's okay. Yep. You tell yeah. me. And, yeah, you and should be good. scientific evidence is it's unhealthy for you to wear a fucking mask. <laughs> I just want to know, like, before before the whole mask thing, who the fuck was going around breathing on people anyway? It's just, just it's anyway. So what we 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 got to do a whole show on <laughs> masks, and, and you know what I mean, and. and yeah, just, just, just some conversation topics, just, just to get people thinking a little bit. Yeah, get people thinking. You know what I think is missing a lot today is is critical thinking, and that comes in yeah. kind of with the brainwashing thing. Everyone just takes in what they hear and they they believe it at face value. Because who would ever lie to them? You know, no one has any reason to lie to you. Come to find out, there's a lot of reasons to lie to you. You yeah. know, that's that's the only way to control you is to lie to you. Yep, and, and I mean, don't even get me started on the Federal Reserve and all that. I mean, uh, I'm going to write that down for topics next time. Oh, man. The Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, they run this world, boy. And hopefully they're coming down. That's what uh, that's what yeah. we just watched in the uh, Great Awakening, man. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see that, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's coming. It's, believe me, it's coming. This is the good versus evil. Because if it's yeah. not, and it's, it's, it's not, we're all in trouble. Yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you the, uh, they, they did an update on that 10 days ago. Okay, you know, I'll watch that tonight for sure. I'll that to you, and that's not even—it's not even half as long. You know what I mean? But it's great. Yeah. Okay. You know? And then, like I said, tap into the, one of the best ones that I love is the X twenty two report. Every night, my wife and I watch it. He does two videos a day. One's like seventeen minutes, eighteen minutes. The other one might be twenty five minutes, and it's all up to date stuff. Exactly mm -hmm. what's going on. He's great. The X twenty two report. He's real right. good. And just do not watch TV. We haven't watched TV in over three months. We're done. Good for you, man. Yeah, I don't even I don't have cable or anything. I stream. I just stream sports and I yep. read. I tell people to. So here's what I tell people to do. Also, like uh, for example, my parents they they love watching TV. There's nothing wrong with them that you know. And we could save this for another topic as well. I'll just tell a quick story though. But the the news channel that you watch caters to the viewers. So the viewers want to watch something that makes them feel safe, that makes them feel right. That's how we pick our news channels, right? What I tell my parents, if if you want to be educated on what's happening now, read, do your research, ask yourself, why would this happen? Why would that happen? Find out stuff for yourself. Learn things for yourself. Don't let somebody else tell you what's happening because you're, they're going to tell you bullshit. And read both sides of the stuff too. You mm -hmm. know, read everything. Don't just read what you want to believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we try, try and do your best to read it all. I'm lucky enough to have a wife that got into this, you know, a half year before I did. And again, we just had a conversation with a family member today about, you know, listen, because my wife does research on everything. Back when we were 28, she did tons of research on that Dr. James Diadama before we actually went to him. You know what I mean? And, and things like that. Do your research, you know, and, and don't take anybody's word. But the TV yeah. programming, it's called that for a reason. Yep.
It's called that for a reason. And save hashtag save the children. That's what this is all about. And I'm so pissed off that no pro sports league has said anything about it yet. Yep. It oh. is. It is crazy. So I, I don't even want to cut this episode off, but we are over. I do. We could talk about this forever. So maybe oh. we'll save some for future episodes here. We're a couple minutes over an hour. What do you, what do you think? What do you say? Why don't we wrap up? Roll for a big win. You know, I mean, I, again, I'd love to see the flyers move on because I think they have a better shot at going further and maybe winning it than, than the Canadians do right now. You know, um, the blue, the blue series. I'd love to see that go seven games. Cause who doesn't love a game seven, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's, it, it, again, it really is good to see hockey back. You know, I mean, yep. it, it's, 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 I love every sport, but that's the only sport I watch now. I don't watch anything on TV and, and it, it's, it's good to see the first, saying, the first round's the best. Cause once it's, remember we had games, they were starting at noon, three, five, eight, ten. 10 was great, man. Yeah. It all nonstop. Like, Oh man. I'm watching hockey from, from 12 o'clock in the afternoon to like one thirty yeah. in the morning. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. You know what I love the most is I'm sitting there arguing with guys on Twitter about, uh, I don't know, Shane Gosses bear or something. And I'm thinking to myself, I would rather be doing this any day of the week rather than watching, you know, whatever political bullshit updates about COVID, you know, like it's just something now, like, thank God I can, you know, somebody can call me a douchebag for having a bad opinion, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what it's for. This is just for our entertainment to get us away from reality, but we got to try to keep spreading the word on, Hey, just we, nobody paid attention. And this has been this stuff that's coming. It's been in the plan for 40, 50, 60 years, man. There's so much shady stuff out there that we can get into. And we'll, this will go another half hour tonight right now. <laughs> get me started on the Federal Reserve and all the wars in the country. I wrote that down, man. because Federal Reserve started in 1913. Guess what happened in 1914? World War I. Wow. Figure it out. And the Rothschilds, they, they freaking funded both sides. It's, it's insane. That's a whole other subject we should do a whole hour on. Yeah, send me a send me like a send me a which was bullshit. Send me a reading list or a documentary list after this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll definitely I'll definitely do that and and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, and I'll be all, I'll be all set for the next couple episodes. We'll get some topics together for you guys, and then uh, we'll get them out there. And we'll we'll get some more information packed shows coming as Perfect. well. Some hockey talk. Oh yeah, it's always we got to we got to start with hockey talk and finish with hockey talk. Yeah, we wouldn't so, be here if it weren't for hockey, right? Yeah, that's that's right, man. Uh, so why don't we wrap up? Hey, now uh, we got to watch a couple X Flyers on the TV. Patrick Sharp and Jonesy. <laughs> uh, Jonesy's the best man, isn't he? Yeah, um, I love that dude. Patrick Sharp, one of the worst trades of Flyers ever made. Him for Matt Ellison. <laughs> oh my God, you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> well, I remember Blackhawks that year, and it was me, Barnaby, and and, and uh, Ellison when he got traded there. It Get was the hell out of here! We a third line for the Blackhawks, and they no traded for Straight up, because for whatever reason, the Blackhawks or the Flyers weren't giving Sharpie a chance. And then he comes there, man, and the rest is history. What a career. Great guy, too. Yeah, hell of a career. So, actually, you know what? Let me write that down there real quick so we can bring that up on the next episode. Yeah. So, all right, good stuff, Jim. All right, awesome. Till next time, you know, let's go Flyers, Canadians, Avalanche. <laughs> I knew you were going to sneak. I, I got it. You know, the Islanders, one of my teams is four teams. I mean, holy cow. I, I got to get a Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get one for sure, man. So, all right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. We'll be back again in just about two weeks. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon.
Just 